Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear. This is page 570. The tinker looked up at the huge old house, one short step away from being a mansion. It is at that, he said. Then Jax looked up at the tinker, his small face serious. And if you can't make me happy, what then? Will you give me the packs off your back, the stick in your hand? and the hat off your head? Now the tinker was fond of a wager, and he knew a good bet when he heard one. Besides, his packs were bulging with treasure from all over the four corners, and he was confident he could impress a small boy. So he agreed, and the two of them shook hands. First the tinker brought out a bag of marbles, all the colors of sunlight. But they didn't make Jax happy. The tinker brought out a ball and cup. But that didn't make Jax happy. Ball and cup doesn't make anyone happy, Martin muttered. That, that's the worst toy ever. Nobody in their right mind enjoys ball and cup. The tinker went through his first pack. It was full of ordinary things that would have pleased an ordinary boy. Dice, puppets, a folding knife, a rubber ball. But nothing made Jax happy. So the tinker moved on to his second pack. It held rarer things. A gear soldier that marched if you wound him. A bright set of paints with four different brushes. A book of secrets. A piece of iron that fell from the sky. This went on all day and late into the night, and eventually the tinker began to worry. He wasn't worried about losing his stick, but his packs were how he made his living, and he was rather fond of his hat. Eventually, he realized he was going to have to open his third pack. It was small, and it only had three items in it. But they were things he only showed to his wealthiest customers. Each was worth much more than a broken house. But still, he thought better to lose one than to lose everything and his hat besides. Just as the tinker was reaching for his third pack, Jax pointed. What is that? Those are spectacles, the tinker said. They're a second pair of eyes that help a person see better. He picked them up and settled them on Jack's face. Jax looked around. Things look the same, he said. Then he looked up. What are those? Those are stars, the tinker said. I've never seen them before. He turned, still looking up. Then he stopped, stock still. What is that? That is the moon, the tinker said. I think that would make me happy. Jack said. Well, there you go, the tinker said, relieved. You have your spectacles. And that's the page. I'm Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. I feel bad for this tinker. (laughs) He's a real honest dealer. I think if this were not a story, we would say, well, how come, how can we trust that Jax isn't just saying, no, I'm not happy, not happy, so he wins the wager. Uh, But of course, in a story like this, the rules are a little different. I think if we can follow the idea of allegory, 
then we can consider that the spectacles are some kind of like gift of knowledge or gift of, of awareness to the fae or the people of fae or the uh, or the care the person the personage of eax well even more specific than that it's a gift of sight right he can see things he couldn't see before so like again going back to the university we have uh namers and we have we have like listeners seers and speakers right Right. Well, the creation war was fought between namers and shapers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think there is some uh, thought that the tinkers are descended from shapers or something like that. But uh, again, I'm not quite sure yet what's going on, but that there's more to it than the naming, seeing and speaking. There's also the, the shaping and also the, the not weaving. Uh, yeah, I think but... that might be a different discipline. But what I mean is, like, we've already had the idea of different kinds of sight come up in the last couple of chapters. Like, Foth had that little epiphany about what Elodin was trying to teach him about naming. And the 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 phrase, you know, uh, the phrase related to sight was kind of emphasized at the end of that chapter. So I think the idea that then we have this kind of, this allegorical story in which sight is... Uh, is really important can't be a coincidence this is this is me with my tinfoiliest crackpot in his hat on uh kind of thinking that these things might be connected and that the glasses might be a metaphor for some kind of magic possibly naming maybe something else but like a different way of seeing the world but and it's only after uh Jax gets that power that he starts to become a little shit, which is what he becomes <laughs> in the rest of the story. I mean, I feel like I feel like he's a little shit before the rest of the story, though. Yeah, but he's a little shit without power. Oh, I see. So he's just he just goes from a regular little shit to a little shit without with power. Mm-hmm. It's unclear if he's malicious. The story doesn't seem to pass judgment. He simply is, and he he acts this way. He behaves in a certain way. He's very particular. He's very peculiar. But the story doesn't seem to to pass judgment on him, which is interesting. No, the story doesn't. Yeah, and the next page we'll talk about this a little bit more because the the listeners pass judgment. The listeners like are aghast that that this boy has been rude to a tinker. Um but the story isn't interested in deciding whether or not what Jax did here was right or wrong. It's just what he needs. This is sort of the version of when in a, in a real world story, the, you know, Jack, uh, Jack be nimble, Jack be quick, Jack and the beanstalk uh, gets his magic harp or whatever from the old man. He gets all the items that he needs to uh, defeat the ogre. Um, And so this is that process happening. Uh, I think it's also not an, an, a coincidence that he's Jax because there is in in Western storytelling there is sort of the the all the the, the constant protagonist of Jack who shows up in a lot of uh, stories. Mm-hmm. So I think that this well, might be a nod to that. Yeah, and I mean in English that just comes from the fact that Jack is just like a common you know name. It's like anyone who's called John can be nicknamed Jack and. You know, John is like one of the most common names in English. So it's it's almost like just naming your character like John Smith or John Doe. You know, like naming them Jack just makes them kind of a, like an everyman. It's true. I'm I'm like I think that Jax is not in in the in the universe. Jax is not a common name, but I do think that it's a bit of a nod, or at least like we're supposed to kind of recognize the kind of character, the kind of story this is by the 
uh, shall we say, the cultural programming that we in in the Western world and the Northern Hemisphere of the Western world in particular uh, have to encountering a character named Jack. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I was trying to say. Then we are in accord. Indeed. I have a note. The okay, so the tinker says he's got these three things in his third pack that are like the most fancy and expensive things. And he is only just reaching for that pack. He hasn't actually taken anything out of it. When Jax says, like asks about the spectacles yeah. and, then and sees the moon and everything. We, do we ever see the shit in that third bag? The story does continue, but not for the some time. The story continues, but, but like about those three things. Now it's been a long time. Um, sidebar: I realize that it's been like over two years since I've actually read this book now because I, I reread it in preparation for this season of the show, but that was almost that was over two years ago. So I, it's actually been a long time since I've read the book. Um, so I don't remember this for sure. But because we return to the story, I think that the things that Jax needs to capture the moon are what's in the third pack. He does access them eventually, but. It's like the three magic objects. It's it's the the key, the coin, and the candle. Everything else is mundane. Everything else that the uh, tinker shows him is mundane, valuable maybe, but mundane. And then the final pack, the one he hasn't opened yet, has all of the wondrous items that Jax needs to do the impossible task of stealing the moon from the sky. Yeah, and I guess it is. It's the third pack, and it's the three items, and it's the... Yep. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. There must all, be threes. All the threes. Three by three. Yeah, that's a that's a powerful piece of yeah, business. Yeah, so I guess we'll get to those three things later. Mm-hmm. I am intrigued by his 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 mundane but uncommon items. Uh, a book of secrets and a piece of iron that fell from the sky. In other words, like a meteor. Like... I think it's just somebody's diary. <laughs> the book of secrets? <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just someone's diary that he, he, he somehow came upon. <laughs> Maybe he traded it. It's uh, we don't return to the story for twenty pages. Oh my gosh, I can't wait that long. That's like almost a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is one full chapter. We finish this chapter, and then we have one full chapter before we return to the story. Mm. For reasons we will discover on tomorrow's page of the wind. wind. wind.